Welcome to the Homeschool Loftcast, a podcast presented by the Homeschool Loft in De Pere, Wisconsin. Our goal at the Loft is to encourage parents who educate their children at home and let them know that they are both called to and empowered for the task of home-based education. At the Loft itself, we offer one-on-one consultations, book clubs and discussion groups, workshops and seminars, and a curriculum viewing library. Through the Loftcast, we extend our reach to encourage and bless homeschooling parents everywhere. Today, we welcome Dan Williams, a local entrepreneur who runs a Taekwondo school in our community. He's here to talk with us about health and fitness for homeschooled kids. Dan, welcome to the Loftcast. Thank you. It's great to be here. Hey, I Can know you tell that. I'm nervous? Yeah, no, oh, not don't at be all. nervous. We were nervous I'm in the sweating. beginning. I know. <laughs> and you're the Taekwondo. Right. Dough guy. See, I have to say that word over. Taekwondo. Right. Depends on where you put the emphasis. Some people are Taekwondo. Some people mm. are Taekwondo. Taekwondo. And it's, I'm going to do that. You're a dad, too. You got to put the emphasis on the right syllable, right? Yeah. Not necessarily, <laughs> but close. <laughs> so not only are you an entrepreneur, that's such a big lofty word, isn't it? Not only are you the main guy who runs a business <laughs> teaching other people Taekwondo. Yes. You're a dad. Yes. You did not homeschool your children, though. No, I did not. Mm -mm, But that's okay. Tell us. But I did teach them Taekwondo. Ooh, which is equally homeschooling. It was. To the max. I think it's a little harder sometimes to teach your kids things that you know versus things that you don't. I'm sure. Because I think that you, you assume that because you've done it for so long that they, and they've watched it. Yeah. They that, you know, they grow up with it. That, that And they would know and that. And you're the expert. Yeah. You expect them to listen to you, but. Nope, that's not how it works, Dan. Not always. <laughs> tell us about everything. So tell us, first of all, a little bit about you, yourself. I keep bumping myself in the ear here. And then your family. Okay, yes. It's, I believe it's the week before Memorial Day of this year, decided that God was leading me to teach Taekwondo full-time. Mm-hmm. And. I, I've been dreaming about this for, for many, many years and praying about it for probably just as long. Um, I started Taekwondo in September of 1990 when I moved here from California when I got out of the military. And um, I started Taekwondo because I was always the heavy kid. I was the kid that was picked on. I was the kid that was bullied. I was the kid that was, if you look at my, in, in my yearbook picture, mm-hmm. you know, I was the kid that you could just start pointing out what was wrong with this kid. Right. And, you know, I figured when I got older, when I, especially, you know, when you go in the military, you join the army and you, you know, you start to get physically fit, you know, that, that stuff changes. And in reality is it doesn't change. It's, mm. it was tough. So when I got out of the military, I was a very heavy smoker. And um, the key to me quitting smoking was, is I always wanted to do some sort of martial arts mm. And so I traded my cigarette money for my martial arts and 31. Listen up, folks. 31, <laughs> 31 years later. Well, the key is that you have to, you really have to do something that you've always wanted to do. You just can't, you can't go, well, I'm going to go on a vacation because mm-hmm. it's not tangible. Right. With me, the Taekwondo was tangible because I was at the classes. I was, I was working out. I couldn't breathe during the classes. Oh, and yeah. Yeah. I was telling my students now that, you know, if, if Taekwondo was based off of ability, I would, they wouldn't have promoted me past white belt because I was horrible. Mm. And, um, but it really comes down to Taekwondo is about an individual sport. It's about being the best you can be. So 31 years later, um, here I am and 
entrepreneur. I never thought I would ever be that word. Um, it sounds too high tech and just yeah. like hoity toitish, doesn't it? Right. Entrepreneur. A it's a bit. little, it's a, it's a French it word. It sounds like I should really have money. Is. That's what it sounds like. It does. Oh, well, yeah. not at the That's beginning, great. right? Right. Where's oh. your briefcase, Dan? So yeah, it's in the car. It's in the vault. Oh, it really is. So I, I started in 1990. Uh, my instructor was a Korean and which I was very grateful for that because being a Korean sport, I wanted to learn from the best. Yep. And I really believe that I did. And um, through some bumps and bruises along the way, I realized that what, how, what type of teacher I wanted to be. And one mm. of the things that I wanted to be is I wanted to use my faith in God and I wanted to be honest with people. Uh, one of my core values that I talk about in class is integrity. I mm. tell people if, if you don't have integrity, you have nothing. So if that's the only core value that I teach them, then that to me is the most important thing. Everything else you can learn, but I think integrity is something that, that you have to you know, daily, I think you have to work on through the, through the years of doing it. I actually am a fifth degree master instructor, which basically means I'm a glorified white belt. I just, it just means I have time. <laughs> I've been there a long time and ah. I, I continue, continue to work on my basic skills every day when I teach somebody new. And my goal is to make everybody better than they were yesterday. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Um, four kids, all adults. Um, all of them took Taekwondo. My youngest is at University of Madison as a, he'll be a fifth year senior this year. And he's actually on the Madison Taekwondo team, which is really cool. Mm. And he's done some collegiate level tournaments and stuff. And his goal is Paris in 2024 for the Olympics. So wowzers! hopefully, you know, with a lot of, a lot of hard work, um, he, he has the ability to do it, but it's something that, you know, most athletes. And, and if you just got done watching the Olympics, most as athletes work you know, 15 hours a day just on their trade. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're a college student and you have a job <laughs> and you're doing other things, you know, your, you know, the trade comes last. So yeah. he has some hurdles, but I think, you know, with some um, focus and he, he has the ability. So, okay. so and he's got three years to, to get himself ready. Yep. Right. Yep. yep. Yeah. So there's multiple tournament tournaments between now and then that he'll do. And then uh, my former spouse is one of my instructors as well. And she is amazing with the kids. Um, she's actually a public school teacher. Wowzers. So what does she um, teach? What she teaches um, math. Math. So everyone's um, favorite. I was just going to say, wow, <laughs> somebody has to teach it, right? Well, and and enjoy it. <laughs> I, I'm not very good at math. So <laughs> yeah, same. So that's a little bit about, you know, my family, um, four kids, no grandkids yet. I'm still waiting for that, but. I hear you. Me too. But eventually it'll happen. Yeah. So. Are any of your children married? Uh, no. None okay, well, that's yet. okay then. Yeah, you know, right. they can do mean? things in the right, right. order. Cart right. horse. <laughs> right. right. Horse cart. Yep. That's okay. So we know that you own a Taekwondo school in our community, yes. right? And we're going to put a link for that up on the, the notes so that anybody who is in or around Green Bay, Wisconsin can get in touch with you and you can tell us a little bit more about Absolutely. what you actually do there. So, so tell us, yeah, about your school, why you chose to open it, how long you've been around. You mentioned May, but I think that's when you went full-time. Yeah, went, went full-time in May. This is my 31st year of taking Taekwondo. And I say taking because it's something that just because you're the instructor doesn't mean that you don't do the classes or that you don't still continue to work out and still continue to get better. Uh-huh. And teaching for about 25 years. Okay. And the difference between the 31 and 25, there's a couple of years that I didn't teach. Most of my career, when we when we established Williams Taekwondo in 1998, we actually did it out of our basement. Ah. Uh, because 
buildings were too expensive. Over the years, we've been um, on Oneida Street. We've been um, in multiple fitness centers. I was at the Bellin Fitness Center for a few years, taught the Green Bay Gamblers a few years of Taekwondo and really just working on their flexibility and stuff like that. And then about five years ago, four years ago, we moved into the building in De Pere, the historic building in the pier that burned down now three, I think it's been three or four years now. Yeah. And we actually lost everything. So we oh. lost all the belts that I, that I had worn as a color belt, all my black belts, all our certificates from Korea. We lost, there was only one pad that survived when we were going, when the firefighters were going through the remains, one of them came up and said, you know, I think this belongs to you. And, but this is all we, all we found. And he found a pad. So we have it in, in a box you know, covered in plexiglass hanging up. And it's basically talks about perseverance that, and one of the things I'm grateful with my son, when the fire happened, I thought about giving up, even though it's been my dream, it was very difficult to lose everything. And Trent basically said to me, he goes, we teach perseverance. Mm -hmm. We have to follow our own teachings. And it was one of those things when it was like, you know, slap in the face from your kid, which is, (laughs) it's worse from your kid. Yeah. Um, So all you homeschool parents out there when, when you're it's home. don't don't be so humble that you can't learn from your children right. because sometimes yeah. you know it's a god thing and they really can you know they get what you're saying sometimes and um well they know us so well because we're together all the time right, right. and yeah. we have to be willing to accept their correction because we're not perfect either and that's so. the hardest thing about about teaching people in general whether you're teaching math or whether you're teaching you know taekwondo or whether you're teaching art mm-hmm. i mean it's you have to be a student yourself. If you're not a student, then. Amen. Yeah. That is exactly what I say continually 1,000 times a day to everybody I ever meet. (laughs) Exactly. We have to be a learner. Yeah. There's no such thing really as a teacher unless there's somebody who's willing to learn. And so what you are is just a model of that, a model learner. Exactly. That's really what it boils down to, right? So after the fire, we moved to um, Military and Ninth Street. Mm-hmm. And we were there for about six months and we just, it, the building was exploding. It was just, mm-hmm. we just couldn't keep the, I mean, it was just, we were growing so fast. And then we took a, took a, took a leap of faith again to go into a, a, the same parking lot. So ninth and military on the North side of Jim's music is a, almost a 3000 square foot place that mm-hmm. we're in. Okay. And it was very the first few weeks there was, it was like, Hey, can you, can you guys hear me in the back and hear me in the back? Cause I'm talking. Yes. Are but, you echoing? And, and now it's to the point where we're, you know, we have plenty of room for more people, but it's, mm. it's actually been a very, it's been a huge blessing. Awesome. So. Wow. So what kinds of things do you offer there? I mean, I know Taekwondo, but. Yeah. What? Uh, <laughs> Duh. You know, and in general. Math lessons. No, <laughs> kidding. No, because yeah, I know, because we've talked before. So there's things for kids, yep. for families, for women. Yep. A, a lot of, a lot of people's misconception is, is that Taekwondo is this Asian religion mm-hmm. um, where, you know, you have to, you have to learn to or you have to learn to meditate or you have to bow or you have to do these things mm-hmm. where a lot of people, and uh, I would say, I, I don't want to put a percentage, but I have multiple students of mine who are devout Christians mm-hmm. and, and I, we don't, we don't hum, we don't meditate. We, <laughs> we do bow, but um, the difference between what we do versus disrespecting God or worshiping an idol is in, 
in the Orient or in Korea, it's very rude to show your, your palm. Oh. So to shake hands with somebody in Korea would be very rude. Hmm. And um, so I always talk about how, you know, people are very vulnerable. Dogs are the same way. If you go to pick up, if you go to pet a dog on the top of the head, they typically good. don't yeah. like it. So, and the Jenny's cat hates that. Yeah, she, <laughs> she does. And her back too. Pretty much don't pet her anywhere. Okay. Well, it's a cat. <laughs> exactly. This is true. So <laughs> we bow to Sophie as well. <laughs> <laughs> so what we do is we actually show the top of our head when we bow. And oh. that's really a form of, it's really a form of respect. So we're not right. bowing as a religious, we're bowing out of a respectful thing. So it's more of, you know, in America, we shake hands. Yeah. And in Korea, they, they bow. And it's okay. really the same thing. So, so that's a cultural thing, not a religious thing at correct. all. Correct. Okay. Yes, exactly. Yes, very much so. And, I, you know, I have people that come in and they're like, well, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to meditate or I don't want to, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't want to break my Christianity rules or, or, or my Catholic rules or, and I'm like, yep, I promise you, you won't be doing that because right. it's not. So getting back to what we do is, um, so a, a lot of times people will come in and, and, and they'll tell me what their kids have issues with, hmm. whether it's their, you know, they can't pay attention in school. They have AD, ADD or ADHD, or they'll tell me, you know, they have a weight problem, or they'll tell me that they just, they don't get out. They just, they're on their computers all day long yeah. or, or, you know, the kids aren't listening or the kids have a discipline problem or, or whatever the problem is. And I'm going to specify any martial art. Mm-hmm. will help with that hmm. based on the instructor. And and we can visit that later. But the whole idea behind martial arts is it's it's a way to teach discipline to people that are different. Hmm. So um, whether I'm working with a, a three to five-year-old kid in our little kickers class or whether I'm working with a family, um, we, we, we have a family program where the whole family can work out together if they want. Uh, we have adults only where the adults can work out if they want by themselves. We have females only. So if the women want to work out by themselves, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, we have day classes where, you know, would be a great opportunity for homeschoolers to say, okay, you know, here's your physical fitness side of it. Absolutely. And we have time for that during the day. So, uh, you know, I, I, I always talk about how regardless of your son or your daughter, or even yourself, regardless of what the issues are, any martial arts can help with that. Hmm. Now, I'm not magical. <laughs> I don't have a wand. But what I can tell you is that I don't give up. You know, if, if your, your son or your daughter or your homeschool kid, you know, has a problem with paying attention, well, I can help with that. Hmm. I can't fix it, right. but I can help. The only person that can fix that is the child. Hmm. And I'm kind of someone who will come along and give tools to help with whether it's weight loss, whether it's bullying, whether it's just confidence issues, self-esteem issues where, you know, the, you know, I have females, you know, teenage girls in there that, that, you know, they don't feel like they're important or they don't feel like they're pretty or they don't feel like, you know, anybody's listening to them or they don't, you know, the kids, you know, the, the, the one boy who comes in and he's heavier than everybody else. And, you know, people pick on him because of that. I can relate to that. So I can actually, specifically relate to a lot of the things that the kids are going through. And let's face it, I was worse than most of the kids. If, if I can get through it, if I can fi- figure it out, yeah. I can certainly help them figure it out too. So okay. it's just a gift. Um, you know, I, I have a yeah. gift, you know, and it's certainly not for me. 
And I, I usually don't speak much about my faith, but certainly God gave me the gift of being able to teach people yeah. this talent that he, you know, gave me. But I'm certainly not, you know, I'm certainly not, I always tell people, you know, when they ask who the best is, I'm like, yeah, it's not me. <laughs> you know, because if I start thinking that way, you know, I don't want people to think, well, if I'm not still learning. Right. Nobody hits that top yeah, right. where you're done. Right. Exactly. So what is it about the techniques of, of Taekwondo or other martial arts that, that helps though? Are there specific things that, that help a child to want yeah, to persevere? A lot of it is, is, you know, we take, and some parents out there probably aren't going to like this, but we take punching and kicking and we, mm. and we make it fun. <laughs> so reality is, is that, you know, kids need a way to get their anxiety out mm-hmm. you know, yes. um, or their, you know, the stress and the pressures of the day, the day. I give them that release um, okay. to be able to hit or punch a target the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, now we don't just let them go off and do their own little thing. Everything is broken down. There's a process to everything that we do. Um, when a student comes in, you know, they typically learn one or two blocks and a kick their first day. And that's what they learn. And they learn how to, how it processes and what, and then what we do is we tie that into self-defense. So even at a three-year-old, um, I have a couple three-year-old twins that are adorable and they, you know, I tie the, the basic things to self-defense, you know, okay. with that group, I might talk about stranger danger or, yeah. you know, a little bit older, we talk about bullying or a little bit older. We might talk about trafficking um, adults. We talk about, you know, self-defense and, and being assaulted and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of the programs, even though it's exactly the same thing that I'm teaching to the, from the three-year-old to the 50 year old, or older because I'm older than that, but, and I'm not, I thought you were 27. Think, I think when I'm I first the met. oldest one in the class. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I yep. appreciate that. But no, I'm, I'm not 27. <laughs> yeah. 27, but doing it for 31 years. Um, Jenny, I'm not good with math. Help yes. I'm not good with math. <laughs> but yeah. So the whole idea is to take Common car the, take these ideas and, and make it so it works for everybody. And, mm-hmm. and it's not just me. I mean, any martial arts would do this. And for, for homeschoolers, I think the important part is, is to get the kids to do something, number one, that they're going to have fun doing, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that they're going to enjoy. But also on the other side of it is, and I think all sports are great. I, I, I really believe that, you know, every kid should be doing sports, maybe not competitively, but, mm-hmm. you know, as a fun, but there's a couple of sports that actually work the entire body. Swimming is one and martial arts is another one. Mm-hmm. Um, gymnastics, I think, is another one that's pretty close. But those three sports take commitment. Yeah. Yes, and they do. because they work with the body and the mind. And then mm-hmm. so taking all that together, you know, we take by them being able to kick or something or be able to hit a specific spot on the target mm-hmm. helps build their self-esteem, their mm-hmm. confidence. Now, all of a sudden, you know, a month into it, we put a piece of wood in front of them and they learn how to break the board. Uh-huh. And now all of a sudden they're starting to go wow, this is so cool. Did you see me? Did uh, mom and dad, did you see me? Did you take a video? Did you send it to grandma and grandpa? Did you, you know, and they start to build that self self self-confidence and self-esteem that they've never had before. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the greatest things it's, you know, and it just doesn't happen with the kids. Mm -hmm. I have adults that the same thing. I remember when we talked the first time and you mentioned how, when the kids, when they come in and not just maybe the kids, maybe the adults as well, people think it's going to be all boom, pow, right. When they come in, right. (laughs) They have that mindset, right. But you said not not really so because there there are all these other things that are yeah 
a, a good martial arts school will not just teach the punching and kicks, but they'll also teach the other things as well. They'll talk, they'll talk to the kids about right from wrong. They'll talk to the kids about the integrity. We actually have a terminology packet that the kids have to learn. Hmm. They're not going to ever have a conversation in Korean, but they're going to know <laughs> how to, they're going to know how, going to know how to say thank you. They're going to know how to count one to 10. The homeschoolers would. The homeschoolers would go home, learn it, there, and just and get right out there and do it. Then they can come back and teach me. <laughs> it's a little bit of foreign so, language. Hey, right? There you go. Yeah. There you go. Jim, that one off. Jim, foreign language. Foreign language, right. <laughs> Math. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and it's just, you know, it's not just about the punching and kicking. It's about it's about a, a lifestyle. You know, and I have a lot of parents that come in and go, okay, well, I think we're going to do this for, you know, a couple months. Mm. And I look at them and say, this isn't a sport. This isn't a seasonal sport. <laughs> yeah. This and and it's not that they can't do it for a season, mm-hmm. but this is a lifestyle thing. This is a, something that the kids are going not only want to learn, but the parents are going to want them to continue because of the idea that there's such quick responses and there's such quick like I have a I have a father who, and I think the kid is on his fifth class, mm-hmm. and on Facebook the father has said multiple times how much the kid has learned from Taekwondo, and it just melts my heart because it's wow. like. Okay, I know he I know he's doing a good job. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, I don't see the results that fast sometimes as yes. as as, right. as a teacher. Yep. And I can only imagine if I was teaching my own kids, I certainly would not see the results. <laughs> you know, as a father, especially as a father, you know, moms are moms are better at this than dads are for sure. Sorry, dads out there. Yeah, but it's true. But, We're just a little bit more uh, what's the word we're looking for? Nurturing intuitiveness with that. Maybe, yeah. Right? Yeah. Do you think so? We just have that intuitive. But dads are great too. I think yeah. dads can be intense. Yeah, they can. When we're teaching. And it I don't think there's anything wrong. more for product than process. Yeah, true. Maybe, maybe that's yeah. kind of the difference. Yeah, I, I yeah. think you're right. And I, I don't think being an intense dad teaching your kids is wrong. Mm-hmm. No, I it's just a think different it's, way. A, it's yeah. a different way, right? Yeah. Because that's right. kids who are well-rounded need to learn from more than just one person. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you you're always learning from the same person. Mm-hmm. You're really just going to learn what they think and mm-hmm. what they know instead of opening your mind to learn other things as well. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So to all of the homeschooling parents listening and they're thinking, whoa, I want to get my kiddos signed up for Taekwondo. Some of them won't be from this area. And so that's a bummer because you won't be able to, Meet they can, Dan. They can drive. Yeah, they can drive for sure. You guys <laughs> okay, can Okay, so for Mississippi, mm-hmm, just come on up. But I do have a question now. Are there, how does somebody know who doesn't yeah. know anything? Are there red flags to look for? Do you go to your first Taekwondo place or what, what kind of things do you look for? That's a very good question. You know, you know and how do I put this? Just say it, Dan. <laughs> there are great instructors out there and there are, instru- there are instructors out there that are just for the money. And unfortunately, about 15 years ago, I was one of them. Oh. And it's a season. <laughs> Tina. Tina, I'm sorry. Oh, that was a serious oh moment, boy. but Tina said, whoa. <laughs> well, I'm just, I mean, because I would never would have guessed. And so now I want to hear that part of I your story. That. Me too. It's really not a big story as much as it's, I forgot why I was doing it. Mm-hmm. I forgot that it wasn't about me. You know, when you're a teacher, regardless, or an instructor, or whatever you want to call yourself, a professor, Hey, if I was a homeschooler dad, I'd be professor because it's like, you know what? If I'm going to do this. You're going all the way. I'm going. All, I want the title. I love that. Yes, so it's same. professor dad today. Right. Love that. So, Good. but 
I think, you know, the whole idea was, is I forgot why I was doing it. It was about paying the bills versus seeing the progression as to why and and as to why I did it. So Mm -hmm. I had to really take a step back and say, okay, why did I really, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. Am I doing this because I want to help people or am I doing this because I want to make a dollar? And it's a very hard, hard or question to answer. Mm -hmm. And there are people in every profession I can only imagine that are out at just for, for, for the dollar. I think, you know, I tell people when they come to my school and they always want to talk about other places that they went to and they ask me what I think. I really, number one, is I try not to badmouth anybody because number one, I think martial arts is great for anybody, regardless of whether you come to my school or whether you go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I think you have to pick your school based off of the instructor. Don't pick it based off of whether it's Taekwondo or karate or mixed martial arts or jujitsu or any other you know sports that are out there. I think you have to make a connection with your instructor. And I think if you take a minute to talk to your instructor and ask him questions off of the website, you know, because let's face it, I can't tell you last week, I probably had 20 people send me messages asking me about classes and all they want is the price. (laughs) Most, most places won't give you the price, Mm -hmm. but I do. Yeah. And I give you the price because I don't want there to be any, any, any questions. Mm -hmm. When I took classes from my Korean, Koreans don't really share information. So it was always okay, now you owe this and now you owe this and now you owe this. Well, when we decided that we were going to open up and establish Williams Taekwondo, we said from day one, we were going to have a price list. Mm -hmm. And when someone walks in our door, the first thing they get is a price list. And I go over the price list and I say, this is exactly what it's going to cost. And that way I get people that, you know, they know right away whether they can afford it or not. They take their free class and then they, I never see them again. That's okay. Yep. What I say is don't do all that information over texting. Don't do it over because the red flags that you're going to get, you're going to get when you, when you meet them, you're going to know something's up, something's wrong. Certainly don't go by appearance of the instructor and certainly don't go by appearance of the school because you, you know, the greatest instructors have smaller places. They're not glamorous. Because they're not out there to make this impression. They're there to impact kids. Right. Or adults. And they don't have to make the, they, they don't have to, right? Because they're good. And, and, and and take, take time to sit there and watch, you know, your student, your child go through a lesson. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things I do is I offer a free lesson and I don't do it for any other reason that I want the parents to feel comfortable that this is where their hard earned money is going and that their hard earned money is going to make their child better. And if I can, if I can't prove that in 30 minutes, then yeah. don't come to my school. How does it work? Do you have, you know, like a um, event after they've been taught and then do, or is that always a thing, always presenting maybe to the parents or whoever? Do you know what I'm saying? In the sense of like, let's say I'm in dance and- Like a recital then there's a dance? recital. Yeah. I, I don't know what you would call it in this. Okay, but, so you know. we actually- how we promote our students, there's promotions. Yes. Oh, and, okay. And every promotion, they could get a different color belt and a certificate. So that's, it's kind of their opportunity to show off to their parents, their grandparents, mm-hmm. their brothers or sisters, whoever that shows up for testing. Yeah. And that's actually the next step. And from there, then they nice. grow and learn more. So it's, it's continuous. So what you learn from day one mm-hmm. in two and a half to three years, when you test for your black belt, 
you're going to need to know what you learned from day one. Oh, I love that. So it's that. a progressive yes. learning. It's not a, we teach you this yep. and then never learn it again. It's something that they have to continue to learn. The other thing we have, we have tur- local tournaments, obviously with COVID was a very, very hard year. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of businesses closed. I have a good friend that had four schools in the Milwaukee area. He closed all four of them. And wow. here I am growing and so I really believe it's God blessing me. That's for sure. He sent you out. You answered so, the call. And tell us about that. That was something that it, it's funny because you guys were the first ones I told the story to. <laughs> and when I left your office, I just, I felt that because anytime prior to that, me sharing my faith, I always felt embarrassed. <laughs> and when I left your, your office, which is a great place, by the way. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Well, you're very, not even paying him to say that. Yeah. No, no, but I walked in there and I was so welcomed. It's so, I, you know, if I was a homeschool parent, I would have felt very comfortable uh, there. I would have felt like you guys were in it for my best interest, not uh, necessarily. So thank you for that. But so when I left there and, and okay, I'm just going to be honest. I made a deal with God, <laughs> which I think I do all the time. Yeah. But I said, if you give me the people to talk to, I will share I will share my message. Right. And I'm not a sharer when it comes to my faith. I just, I want people to see it. I don't want to talk about it, but Mm. this was very important to me. So I had been trying to go full time. And I really, at this point, you know, back in May, I really didn't, I didn't think much about it. I just knew it was a dream. It was a long term. And I didn't for sure did not think it was going to happen this year. Would never even have guessed or bet money on it because it's just not what I, what I felt. So I was, a friend of mine who does all my logoed clothing, uh, he owns a Christian clothing company in De Pere, right on the other side of your wall. Yes. Floor. <laughs> yes. And he is such a great guide and Christian man. And he, you know, we were talking about over, over the months and, you know, I would come in with some small orders and then I'd come in with some bigger clothing orders because mm-hmm. he does all my t-shirts and stuff. And so I, um, you know, have been talking to him over time and he asked me, how's it going? And I said, good. I said, I said, I'm, I think I feel God tugging on my heart to do Taekwondo full time. He's like, what do you mean? And I said, well, I just, I said, I haven't heard his voice. I said, I'm not, I'm, I've never heard God's voice. And he said, as a good Christian man should hold us all accountable goes, do you listen? And I said, (laughs) of course I didn't listen. You know, I, if you know me, I don't listen very well. (laughs) And he goes, well, there you go. That's your first problem. I said, well, let's get past that. You know, because obviously I don't want to be told what to do. Right. <laughs> and he goes, have you been patient? And I'm like, oh, I'm not. We, we know I don't listen. I'm a guy. I don't I, listen not, and I'm not patient. I don't listen <laughs> and I'm not patient. At least I'm admitting it. He said, what's the problem? And I said, well, the problem is like, if I do this, I can't afford. I can't, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a single guy. I live by myself. So I don't have a lot of bills, but I still have rent to pay. I have a yep. car payment to make. I, you know, have credit cards like everybody else. And I just. I have responsibilities. And if I quit my job, how does that get paid? And he said, so you believe God, but you don't have faith. And I (laughs) said, I said, wow, thanks for the, hold me accountable. Yeah. And he goes, so he said, weren't you telling me in the beginning of COVID that you didn't know if you were going to survive COVID Uh through the Taekwondo school? And I said, so yeah, it was really tough. I lost 30% of my business the beginning of COVID when we had to shut down. Yeah. And those same 30% of people have never been back. And these were good students. These were, these were core people that I would have never thought would never come back. And he said, so you lost 30% and now all of a sudden you're ready to go full time. (laughs) He said, 
can you see where you're going here, where, where I'm going? And I said, I get where you're going. He goes, well, then what's the problem? And I said, I don't have a way to pay myself for full-time yeah. wages. Mm-hmm. I said, my savings account is not where it should be. And he said, let me tell you a story. He said, when I decided to do this full-time, I told God I would save $50,000 in a year. And he said, based off of my wife and my salary, we could do that. Yeah. He said, and then I could go into this business debt-free. Mm-hmm. And he said, I've physically heard God's voice say to me, what is $50,000 going to do that I can't do? Mm. And I said, but Chris, God's never spoke to me. He goes, are you sure? And I'm like, <laughs> I've never heard his voice. And he said, well, sometimes God doesn't speak to us in languages that other people hear. He mm. speaks to us the way we're going to hear. Yeah. He said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to pray. He said, I want you to leave here and I want you to pray that God will speak to you the way you can hear him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right. You know, and I'm, I, <laughs> I kind of rolled my eyes there for those of you guys out there listening. <laughs> so I said, okay. And and I did. And I said, okay. And he goes, here's the other thing I want you to do. He said, walk. He said, walk over here. And he showed me a shirt. And the shirt said faith over fear. Mm-hmm. And faith over fear has become my motto when it comes to the school, because I have faith in God. I believe God has always taken care of me, but I fear the things that I can't control. Mm -hmm. And I fear them because I allow fear to be in my life. And it's normal. I think it's, I think everybody has that. So, but how much are you going to allow that to run your life? Yeah. So I actually went outside and I had to, I had to get to the Taekwondo school. And I think I had like 40 minutes or something, but I also, I had to run to a large store that's in De Pere that, you know, a large retail store. <laughs> large retail store. A large retail store yeah, in De Pere. A national what, what, chain. Right, there you go. Oh, sort. that one. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I had to run there for something for the school. So I needed it before class. And I'm like, okay, I have to go there anyway. So I sat in my car for what seemed like an hour, <laughs> but it was probably like 38 seconds. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, God, he, talk to me. Tell me what you want. Do do you want me to do this? But I said, don't talk to me the way, don't be that voice in the back of my head because mm-hmm. I always know that's me. Mm, that's yeah. my desires. Mm-hmm. Right. I said, make it clear. So, okay. So I prayed. I listened again for about eight seconds and I'm like, yep. Okay. My patience. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. Checking my, checking my watch. Yeah. So I went to the store and I walked in, I walked past the registers and I met a left to go down towards the food area. And I, as God is my witness, a lady had a shirt on that said faith over fear. Oh. Now, I like that, that response from you. <laughs> but you know what my response was? Is that you? God, is that you? Or is uh-huh. that a coincidence? Is that, well, I didn't think it was a coincidence. I just didn't, I, I wanted more. Oh. I wanted, yeah. you know Not what, enough. if this is really you, yes. make it clear. So long story short, on Sunday, I went to church and told a friend of mine, and I said, this is what happened. And he goes, did you give you notice? (laughs) What do you mean? Did I give my notice? He goes, did you give your two-week notice for Uh your job? And I'm like, oh. And I said, do you think that was the the sign? He goes, I would have given my, I said, I would have called my boss and given my my notice. Oh, right there on the spot. Wow. Walking through the store, I would have given my notice. So I went to work on Monday. That was a Sunday. I went to work on Monday, and I was riding with a guy at the job that I was at, and he was a Christian, and he, we listened to a Christian radio station. And I asked him if he had ever heard God's voice. And he goes, no, but I wish I would have. Mm. And I'm actually going to tie this into homeschool. Yeah. So bear with me. Bring here. it, Dan. So I said, 
have you ever heard God's voice? And he goes, no, but I really wish I would have. And I told him the story and he goes, so did you give your notice this morning? <laughs> and I'm like, why is everybody saying is, is okay. I get it. I get it. I get it. God. Okay. Yeah. I get it. So I went back to work. At, I mean, at the end of the day, my boss wasn't there. So I went home and I wrote my, my two week notice up and I gave it to my boss the next day. And he said, look, he said, if you're going to do it, now's the time. Mm. He said, if you ever want your job back, come back, Aww. which was a good comfort. Yeah. But, and here's where I'm going to tie this into whether it's homeschool or whether it's just being a good dad. You know, our fear is there. Our fear to be a good father, to be a good teacher, to be a good coach. We have these ideas of what that really means. And it's wrong. You already are the good father. You already are the good homeschool teacher. You already are the good coach. All you have to do is believe in yourself it's and believe so in God and just trust yes. because he will give you the power to do whatever. Now, since I went full time, I'm not saying that I have new business. I'm mm. not saying, you know, God has like shined down and all this, all the doors wide open. I mean, I've had right. some, some extra business. Yep. I have some things coming in for the fall. I've added extra classes for, you know, homeschoolers for the, for the fall during the day, but it's the faith over fear part for me can't just be walking through the store and it all of a sudden happens. It's got to be an everyday thing. It's not a one and done. Yeah, exactly. Good mm -hmm. point. Yeah. It's all the time. And it's an all or nothing. It's not a, I'm going to do this, you know, I'm going to be a good teacher. Or I'm going to be a good father. Or I'm going to be a good okay. coach today. And we'll let tomorrow worry. Yeah. No, it's, it's the, it, it, you have to continue. Yeah. And I just have to say this because that's, that's even with, with Jesus dying on the cross for us. It wasn't just that one time that when you accepted Jesus, right? You said, yes, I believe. Yes. I believe that Jesus died for my sins. He, it's not, he didn't just die one, one time, right? That is an every day of your life, every breath that you have thing mm -hmm. all the time. That one death is a continual process every single day. And so I'm just bringing that right back home because how many times do we think something is just one time? <laughs> it's not. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Every day that we wake up is a new day. Mm -hmm. I was reading a quote at a certain store. The same store? <laughs> no. A okay. Whole different all store. right. All right. <laughs> and it was actually on a journal. And it was so true because this whole mindset with some certain people's people groups out there, the quote was basically in a nutshell saying, you don't have to find yourself because you were never lost. Mm. Okay. What is this whole mantra nowadays? To find myself. <laughs> nope. You don't need to find yourself. You were always there. And I mm -hmm. think that just reminds me of what you're talking about because we are who God created us to be regardless, but fear is the liar. And so fear convinces us hundred percent differently and would even set us to a, a whole different direction. Just yep. so what God has can be stopped. And look at you answered the call. And like you said, I mean, is, is your business this huge thing that's now going to, I don't even know. Well, this is nationwide, isn't it? This, this podcast? Yeah, yes, yes it I'm, is. I'm kind of mm -hmm. counting on it. Yeah. <laughs> After today it is. We're trusting God for that. That's right. But no, I mean, it is. I mean, we have people listening all over the place. Yes. Some, I yes. have some friends in California, South yep. Carolina. Mm -hmm. So, hey, Trina. Yeah. <laughs> Just had to give her a shout out. I don't have anybody out us, there. So. I don't yes, hey, guys. Do. Yes, you do. <laughs> but going back to the red flags, though, yes. if someone out of the area wants to call me, mm. feel free to reach out to me and yeah. I will, you know, I have people around the country that I know or organizations that, that I'm involved in 
I'm part of the World Taekwondo, um, which is worldwide. I'm part of the uh, U.S. Olympic Taekwondo team, uh, meaning that I'm associated with that organization. So I can help find places for people wow. if if they're not from this area yeah, that, that really we, are looking yeah. for a good place where you know, and you know, I'll do my research and I'll make sure that that excellent. they're not. It's not something that's just thrown out there that. Yeah. That is good to know. That's great. And like I said before, we'll have the link to your website on our, on the notes for this and you have contact information on your website, correct? Yeah. Because if I was listening to this podcast myself, truly for, I know there's probably more moms out there that aren't familiar with the whole martial arts thing, maybe more so than dads. I wouldn't know the questions to ask. Right. Right. I mean, I would have no idea where do, where do you go? I would probably just drive to the first one and then it would be a scam. Dan, it would be a scam. (laughs) <laughs> and unfortunately they're out there, but yeah, yeah I, I mean, the, the big thing is, is that, you know, when, whether it's, whether it's Taekwondo or whether it's, you know, swim class, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, as parents, you have to just do your research, you know, go on Google, go look at the, you know, and don't put so much emphasis on your reviews on the mm. reviews because beyond, let, let's be honest, mm. I have five, five, five stars, but I could just, and I don't, but I could just have people that I know write those. Yeah. And then you, re- but you re- so you're really not getting, so do your research, talk to the person yes. on the phone. You know, if they're not willing to talk to you on the phone, I mean, I wish people would stop texting me and start talking <laughs> to me on the phone. So I, you I know, agree, but it would be probably longer than this. podcast. Yeah, that's okay. Conversation. They need to know it was texting. You can't get your message across folks. True story. You just yeah, need that's to call. True. What happened to the old fashioned phone on the wall? Stretching the cord across the room thing. That's a good, that's a cool concept. We should come up, we should. Let's do that. Let's go back. invent that. See, there's this whole mindset nowadays of what is it called? Word thinking. I'm a backward thinker, meaning I'm going back. (laughs) I'm thinking back. Back to the future. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) All righty. Well, so Dan, you've already talked about a lot of different things with physical health, a mental, emotional health kind of thing. Do you have any other tips to help homeschool parents in particular think about their kids' overall holistic health? Yeah, I think the big thing is the kids have to have an opportunity to get out there. I I hear it all the time, even with my existing students, that the parents come up and go, is there anything that I can have them do at home Mm. that will get them off of their their TV or, or their little controller or whatever? And here's the funny thing. I say, no, don't, don't, don't let them do this at home. Hmm. but make a commitment that they're going to do it at the class. And the reason why I do that is because I don't want them to get bad habits at home. Now I will give them things to do at home, but only certain things to do at home. So they, they can't just learn everything at home. Like for on our website, we have um, a bunch of videos in a special section for the students only. And I really don't encourage the students to watch those until after they learn it. I've already learned it. The proper way. Right, right. Because what's going to happen is, is that the kids are going to do what they do at home, but there's nobody there to stop them and correct them at, you know, at home. So one of the things, I'm a big proponent of give your kids the opportunity to get out there and do the exercise, regardless of what it is. Again, I'm biased. I'm pushing the Taekwondo because that's what I know. But regardless of what it is, you know, kids need to be interactive and listening to the the pot, one of your podcasts prior to this one, and I, I think it was one of your husbands said something about your, you know, I think the question was is you know do you do you, do you have people put you down because you're a homeschool parent? Oh yeah, 
And the, one of the, one of the dads said, no, I think if anything, this people look and go, Oh, I wish I could give my kid this opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I think physical fitness is an opportunity that we cannot not give to our kids. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's just something that l- let's face it. If we told our kids and I don't care if, what, what, what kid is listening or what parent is listening, <laughs> yeah. not one of your kids would go out there, go to the park and do, ex- you know, 50 push-ups, 25 sit-ups, and <laughs> right. run in place for t- for 30 seconds. Right. Exactly. They're not going to do it. They, nope. you're just, there's no reason for them to do it. Yeah. So if you get them into a sport or get them into something where all you have to do is bring them to the class, like if you bring yeah. them to Taekwondo, we do all that preparation for you. It's one less thing you have to do, but you're giving them an opportunity to learn things outside of the box that are that are not only physical exercise, but lifelong skills as well. You know, I had a parent tell me that they couldn't afford it time. And we have, and I try, I tried to get her to, we actually have a, 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 a scholarship that we call it, but it's a lot of work to get the scholarship. I mean, you have to, you have to want to want to get the scholarship mm-hmm. because we expect you to do the work. You know, yeah. you have to write us a paper. You have to tell us why you deserve a scholarship, mm. et cetera. And it's really for low, low income families. And the parent came in with a, an energy drink and it was one of the bigger energy drinks. And she told me that she couldn't afford mm. Taekwondo anymore. And this boy had lost 20 or 30 pounds in like the year that he was there. He was a little heavier. Mm-hmm. He was, he didn't talk to anybody his first few weeks. By the time he stopped coming, he was like, I had to tell him to stop talking because <laughs> yeah. class That's was going socializing. On. Right. But, but so the results were, were very, very visible results. Yeah. yeah. And I probably did what I shouldn't have done, but I asked the parent, I said, you know, how many of these energy drinks do you yeah. drink a day? Yeah. And she said multiple. And I mm. said, do you realize if you cut one out a day, you could afford my classes? Mm. And she said, yeah, but I, I, I can't do that. Hard. And it was, it broke my heart because it's like, okay, a parent is choosing. And, and I know there's parents out there that, that make choices, selfish choices over their kids, but I don't think physical exercise or Absolutely. some sort of, and again, as much as I would love every one of your listeners to join, join my classes and how much they're going to benefit from it, it's not realistic. Yeah. But do something for your kid. No. Do, right. you know, make physical activity a part of your curriculum. Yes. And if you don't want to teach it, great. Yeah. I'm an expert. I'll yep. teach it for you. Yeah. Yep. And especially now that the kids are, the public school kids are sitting in front of the computer all day, every day. Mm-hmm. On and off, on and off. And I mean, if we just think back. To yeah. what we did, if if yeah. we think back to growing up, and I, we played kick the can and all these great, and we were outside. I mean, it all was the to time. the point. I think my yeah. parents were like, "Get outside, and then we're going to lock the door. Like, don't come <laughs> back in." You know, that's it. The thing is, it's so much more than martial arts, right? Exactly. It's it's just so much more, and I absolutely love the integrity part because that is such a huge word here at the Tetzner House. Integrity. You know, the four of us. My kiddos who are now 20 and 18, you know, had we not had a chance to speak that into them and the correct definitions, right? Defining our terms all the time and integrity. I mean, it's in every aspect, every breath you take is integrity. doesn't matter. 
can't put your guard down. And wouldn't it be nice to partner with somebody who that's the same philosophy as them? Yes, absolutely. Yes, because, you know, I think, you know, you said before, you know, let, uh, whether it's martial arts or something else or wherever they are in the country, to sometimes a different instructor is helpful, right? But you want to, as homeschool parents, all parents, but I think even homeschool parents even more, we want to make sure that those other instructors are on the same page with where our values are. Well, that you can, you can teach your kids integrity you know, from get out the the old fashioned dictionary, get your paper out and write the definition down, which is good. Or you can teach them integrity. Yes. And in order to do that. And then let them see it modeled in other right. influential adults in their lives so that that's not, oh, it's not just a mom and dad, right? Yes. Or it's just not a word. Like I, it's yeah. on my, it's on my, one of my walls. I have mm-hmm. eight or nine or what? Or words, yeah. integrity is one of them. Yeah. It's not just a word at my school on a, you know, on a, on a wall. It's, yeah. it's a way of life. Right. Right. And the more adults that kids can see modeling that is going to be a good thing. Yeah. Because I've said it once and I'll say it again. There is no such thing as a teacher unless there's a learner. And we are the models to our children. And sometimes we're the models to other people's children. And we have to model learning. And learning isn't just math and science and social studies and all those subjects. Learning is life and it's self-control and it's how to be a decent human. Yep, character. Character. Mm-hmm. Character building. Yep. Yes. Are there any parting thoughts, Dan? I'm just blessed. I, I, you know, I'm blessed that I have an opportunity to be here and I'm blessed that people put their kids learning and their lives in my hands. And I just, we have room for more. Good. And again, you, you'll be able to find Dan's information, whether you are near or whether you are far. And remember, he can advise you either way. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah, that is so great. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today to our show. We, like Dan, are blessed. And you are blessed as parents because you are the best modelers, the best teachers. For your children. And I hope that you believe that today. I hope that when you hear noise on the right or the left, you continue to look forward and be confident in who God created your family to be.